The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Well, folks, we're back in studio. It is episode 46, season two of the Daily Intermission Podcast. We are fresh off our trip to the six, Toronto. Nate, how are we feeling? We're feeling all right, minus the allergies. Yeah. Holy smokes. It's the worst year ever. That hotel we stayed at, oh my God, it was a zoo. The Toronto trip was truly incredible. Yes, we'll start things off in the hotel, Nate. The pregame show is brought to you by Manscaped. Go use code TDI at manscaped.com uh, for 20% off free shipping. But yes, you're right. I mean, it was uh, it was close to the airport. So the golf course that we were watching, the Canadian Open at St. George's, was about 10 minutes from the hotel. And, and like Nate said, absolute humshell. Oh, my God, dude. It was... The most cigarettes smoked per capita at that place. You couldn't go outside the building without there being at least 40 people out there ripping darts at any given time. Like five in the morning, we were trying to catch our flight. Still 40 people down there probably. It was, so we had this conversation a few weeks back on a YouTube live. Where do you think in the world smokes the most cigarettes? I'm convinced that hotel yeah. smokes the most cigarettes per capita in, in the world. Other than that, it'd be like, what, like England? Don't they absolutely hum darts? I think China Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I think that would kind of make sense. Yeah. A lot of people there, too. Yep. Um, work out. But holy hell. So so the hotel was they had a beautiful restaurant downstairs, had a Starbucks, and also had a convention center. And in this convention center, it was a dart tournament. And it's it is... A week-long dart tournament. It goes without saying that if you play darts, you also smoke darts. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. It's funny when I walked in, one of the times the greeter comes in, he's like, good luck tonight, hey? Yeah. I'm like, for what? He's like, darts. I'm like, I don't play darts. <laughs> But thanks. That's crazy. Yeah, so it was it was a great experience. Some of the players from the field were staying at the hotel, so it was uh, it was really great. So we got there on the Friday, went down to the downtown uh, Toronto and and checked things out uh, in Liberty Village and on, on the west side of town. But it was such a travel from um, from the hotel that we only made it down twice downtown. But uh, but then Saturday night, the golf experience Saturday Sunday was just. I mean, I don't think Canadian golf fans could ask for much more. No, that was awesome, man, and it was like. You know, there was a good, solid amount of, like, really good golfers there, too. Like, oh Rory put on a show. Cam Smith's unreal. I mean, that final group, too. Can you ask for really a better one? On 17T, mm-hmm. sitting there, Rory McIlroy and Justin Thomas, two guys who will go down for 100 years, hundreds of years in the game of golf, are standing on that tee tied with two holes to go. Yeah. It was just... Incredible, and then you throw Tony Fina on the mix. I mean that that moment in, in, for Canadian golf fans, and just for the PGA Tour with you know with everything going on with the Live Tour, the stars came out to play, man. And, and uh, yeah, Sam Burns was in the second last group. It was it was amazing, man. The golf course was awesome. St. George's, I mean that establishment is that's got to be one of the nicer golf courses in Canada. I think it is ranked in the top ten. But man, yeah. that third hole was my favorite hole. I mean I don't know if any come to mind, but that third hole, that par three with all the bunker complex on the left. Yeah, that was a really cool hole. Insane. I, I was always just laughing, looking at it, being like, "Geez, what kind of number would I put up here? Yeah, what would I hit? You know, how yeah. long was that one? Uh, I think it was like two oh six. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah, That'd be a tough one. I have to get out with the heaven wood. 
pray. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, uh, it was it was a great experience. Uh, we went down to the Jays game on Monday, and they absolutely blew the wheels off the Orioles. And yes. uh, Cedric Mullins, if you're listening, yeah, we do apologize. We didn't mean anything. We were in the flight deck at the at the uh, Rogers Center, and we absolutely gave it to Cedric we Mullins for up seven innings. We harassed the guy, yeah, the center that was fielder. Hilarious. Then other guy, other people started getting in on it. Too. I know that was yeah. so funny. Everybody <laughs> just ripping Mullins. Greg starts yelling at him like Mullins, and then yeah. I said something, and then we hear another guy from like a few like rows down. He's just like Mullins, your ass. Yeah, <laughs> it was yeah. hilarious. So yeah, definitely, it spread like wildfires. The the chirps to Cedric Mullins, but he's a good young player on the on the uh, Orioles. Yes. But uh, we're getting MLB a little. Bit later but uh all in all quick trip great trip i'm definitely going to next year's canadian open rory's already announced he'll go back uh, for the three-peat and Got it's, to. it's just north of that hotel so probably going to be staying at that exact location um <laughs> oh, what so. a beauty of a hotel no it was uh, it was truly incredible man uh but uh yeah like we said the hotel is amazing the golf was truly incredible and Good to see Roy McIlroy win, but uh, Nate, we're going to move into quarter one. We got NBA talk. Uh, yeah. Quarter two, we got a little NHL. Quarter three, we'll move into the MLB, the marathon of the MLB, and then quarter four, we got the U.S. Open this week, yes, Nate. We so do. we'll talk a little bit about the U.S. Open. But yes, uh, starting do. things off in the MLB, Game Four uh, was going on. It was our first night in Toronto, Friday night, and Steph Curry absolutely went bananas. Forty-three points. Yep. They steal Game Four in Boston, tied the series up, and then you know flip the switch to uh, to Monday night, and and uh, and Golden State gets it done. Um, and they're up 3-2. Andrew Wiggins had a good night. Steph yeah. was 0 for 9 yeah. from downtown. So that's got to feel good for, for the Warriors if you're a best player. Is, uh, is over from beyond the arc, and, and you still grab the win. But uh, but they're heading into Boston tonight, Nate, for game six. And uh, it's, I mean, it's starting to look like a Steph finals MVP fourth ring type of year. Yeah, it is. I'm really hoping the Celtics get it done, though. Yeah. I want to see a game seven. Sure. There's nothing better. Game seven NBA final, dude. Oh my goodness, let's see it. Best two words in sports. Yeah, game seven. Game seven. So yeah, you'd have to think the Steph's going to have a better game. Yeah, uh, they won't keep him off the scoreboard. But uh, I There's don't. No think, way he's going over again. No, and I just don't think Wiggins will have the same uh, game that yeah. he had. And and uh, Clay played well. As, uh, but yeah, in Boston, the crowd's going to be rowdy. Um, they just need a gritty defensive effort. I could see this going seven games, man, and then it's you know you, you know, we'll see what happens in Golden State. But you never know; they may win it. I, I, that's why we'll watch. I'm so excited. It's been a great series, man. Yep. Two teams that uh, you know are, are exciting to watch and, and have that star power. But uh, no, we'll see who wins Game Seven NBA Finals. Moving into Game Seven tonight, so yesterday or Game Six. I apologize. So the results will be out, and we will be able to bring that to you for Monday. But Nate. Some other news in the NBA, Floyd Mayweather, Floyd Mayweather announced this week that he's interested in purchasing an NBA team. Yeah, I, uh, I like it. Imagine Floyd Mayweather being your owner. I mean, he. I feel like he would put on. Ah, uh, actually, I don't know. Someone want. I mean, there'd be strippers rolling around. Yeah, it'd be a mess. It would be. It, it, you never know. But I mean, in terms of like how much money Floyd Mayweather is made from boxing, and he has the ability to buy. Yeah. Obviously, we talk about this too. When athletes make a ton of money, mm-hmm. they can invest it and, and obviously grow their their fortune uh, through different investments. And, and it's not just you know per, pure salary. But I mean, to buy an NBA team, I mean, we're t- we got to be talking like three billion. Yeah. You'd have to. I mean, I'm, like, what would the low-end team be? Like, I'm trying to think. think like, like, what did Jordan acquire the, the Hornets for? I mean, I mean, the valuations, obviously, you know, they probably fluctuate a bit. But, I mean, like, the, the Sacramento Kings, for example. Like, what would their, what would their valuation be? you still be? have to think it would be, like, at least well over 500 mil. Oh, my. Right? I would like, think so. And that's, yeah. Um, I'm just going to pull it up here because I'm actually kind of curious to see... Um, 
how much like they would sell for and stuff because I mean like think what what would be the um, would you say the Lakers would probably be the most expensive team to purchase? I think the Lakers are the, the think, highest valued, yeah. and I think the Celtics are, are up there as well. Um, you have to think Golden State's kind of made a nice push. Yep. Uh, sure. The Knicks. Um, okay, so I've got all the evaluations here for yeah. all the teams. Uh, let me just get to the actual. Okay, so I mean, even you look at the Raptors, they're 2.74 yeah. is their valuation. Um, the Mavericks, 2.72. So I'm going to try and find like a low end one here. Uh, okay, so the Knicks are actually number one. Yeah. 6.12. Golden State, two. Wow. Six, Bill. Bill. Lakers, 5.6. Um, let me just get down to like. So you see, it's like Orlando's still, they're 25th and they're 1.6 billion. Yeah. So I, I'm, yeah, I mean, yeah, the cheapest team is New Orleans Pelicans and they're still 1.5 bill. So, I mean, that's. Uh, so Floyd's going to be dishing it out if he wants to acquire a team. And, and I mean, not, obviously he would target one that was for sale. And I'm not sure what the market is like right now for a professional sports team. Hasn't I haven't really dove into that market. No, I mean, nor I. I mean, yeah. his best chance probably would have been back in circa 2014 with the Clippers. Yes. Like they got yes. For, I think they actually went for like 500 mil then. And uh, and that was when their owner. Yes. 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 Uh, what was, was his name again? Stern? Uh, Something Stern. David Stern? David Stern, yeah. That's yeah. that's correct, I believe. Yeah. Um, so yeah he was, was caught on phone. Just Yeah. Yeah, yeah anyway. that was pretty messed up. That was so messed up. Yeah. Anyway, so he was forced to sell the team. I'm not sure. Was it uh, Steve Ballmer who purchased them? Uh, that seems to sound right to me. Yeah. Um. I don't know if that's it's a long cool time ago, though. I'm not great with owners. No, I think it's well, Steve Ballmer. Who is? Mark Cuban. That's about her. No, exactly. Uh, <laughs> and Michael Jordan, but uh, yes. but the Mavs trade Boban. So the Boban Luca relationship has now uh, concluded. But uh, he's heading to Houston. They they acquired Christian Wood, who who's a solid power forward, you know, kind of a power forward center mix and. It's nice because we looked at the Mavericks and, and he can score and he can, you know, he's pretty versatile. So, you know, in terms of the Mavs kind of stacking up and giving Lucas support, that is the, uh, yeah. that is the, you know, the initiation of doing so. So, yeah, it's nice to see Christian Wood find a new home. And I mean, that Houston team, I mean, I, what an absolute dumpster fire they are. You know, a lot of, I was, a couple of the group chats were firing off last night when the trade got announced. And yep. like, what is Houston thinking? Yeah, man, he's you a know? stud. Yeah, yeah. That's what they're saying. They're like, geez, yeah. man, like that is a, an absolute steal. Oh, exactly. And they just gave away a fleet of guys, which just seems the way of the road for the NBA. Like they'll take yeah. a bunch of depth guys. And Bobom was, I mean, he, he's not a big minutes guy. I mean, obviously seven foot four and looks like an alien. But yeah, he does. In terms of. I was uh, in the league. Yeah, in terms of being a great basketball player, I don't I don't think he is, <laughs> um, but uh, but no, we'll uh, we'll continue to monitor the NBA Finals. Obviously, it's been a great Finals. Game six is yesterday night tonight as we record, so uh, we'll keep you updated and, and hopefully the series isn't done uh, when we come back to you guys Hoping for seven for sure. So yeah, all right, Nate, we're gonna move into quarter two. It's the NHL. It's the NHL Stanley Cup Finals now, but before the finals, the Rangers were up. 2 nothing on the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. Kind of shocked the world. Mm-hmm. Have been on a great run. And the Lightning came back, came back and won four in a row. Head to the Stanley Cup Finals. Head to their third straight Stanley Cup Finals versus Colorado Avalanche. It's going to be exciting, man. Game one's uh, in the rear view. It already happened. Obviously, Colorado won 4-3 in overtime. Burakovsky. Uh, your guy. guy, my guy, um, but uh, that but, guy is clutch, man. He will go games without doing anything, and then he'll just bag goals for sure. And this would have been a—I don't want to say fairly predictable, but I think if you were sitting in the off season and uh, picked two teams to go to the finals, I think these are two of a short list of teams that you would have picked to make the Stanley Cup Finals. Like for the, sure. The, the, I mean, people can—we can complain about um, you know the format all we want. I mean, it has uh, definitely dictated two of 
uh, two of the best teams in the league. Yeah, I mean, it's worked Cup. out. It's just odd with hockey generally. You know, those two best teams aren't going to make it. No, like you exactly. can look at it at the start of the year and be like, okay, look at these two. This is going to be unreal. They probably make it. So it's, I mean, it's a Stanley Cup final for the ages, an absolute grind. Yeah. But I don't know. What do you, how do you think it's going to go? I think it's going to be a long series, man. I look I at both too. teams. So, like, if we look at the, uh, the forward depth of both teams, for me, it's, it's pretty close. Yes. I, I, I think, I think Tampa gets the upper hand just due to the fact that Nazem Kadri is out. Yeah. You know, Nazem Kadri plays a huge role for, you know, now they've got Ranton playing on the second line uh, as a centerman, which is, you know, not his true position. Nope. And, um, you know, Nazem Kadri, man, he's so impactful. And, and what, what a season he had too, right? An incredible season. and uh, Just he, with Braden Point coming back as well. Exactly, you know? yeah. So, you know, I, I would give the upper hand in the forward spot. Uh, to the Tampa Bay Lightning, we look at the defensemen. I think that Colorado might have the best defense pair we've seen in, in recent history with yeah. Devon Taves and Cal McCarr. But in terms of depth, I think it goes to Tampa as well. Yeah, yeah I I think it's close, though. You know, any uh, any decor with Eric Johnson and Jack Johnson on it, I mean, those guys, you know, obviously they've had long, great careers. But, I mean, you get that second pair. you got Sergachev on their third pair who can, you know, look He's really good. He's unbelievable, man. He yeah. could be a 1D exactly, in a man. lot He's, of markets. you got that Chernak and, and McDonough just banging bodies and being shut down machines at your two and then you yeah, got about McDonough. Yeah, and then you got Victor Hedman who who's, you know, debatably, you know, one of the best shutdown guys in the league and can play just so, you know, in any type of style of game you want to play. So I mean, it's close, man, because I mean, sure. I do think that, uh, you know, Bowen Byram's great. I mean, Sam Gerrard, they're missing, yeah, it but sucks, uh, right? I, it's close. Like, we're, we're, we're going head-to-head -head with these two lineups. They're very, very close. They've got just top-tier, world-class talent on, yeah. on on both sides of the puck. But then this is where I come, this is where it comes down to, man. I think that Tampa's got the major advantage in that. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it's yeah. not even close. Yeah. Like I've said all year, I'm not particularly sold on Kemper. Even last night, you know, it's not like there was anything too weak or anything, but it's just the fact that, like, you're looking at the shots on goal, and it's like they've got three on 17, and you're like, oh, man, like this, you know, yeah. eventually this isn't going to work. For sure. And, you know, I, I know they couldn't have paid Grubauer, but I think if they would have stuck with Grubauer, they'd be in a better spot. But at the same time, they're up one nothing in the Stanley Cup final, so we'll see what happens. If they yeah. can get it done with Kemper, then they get it done with Kemper. But I, sure. I really didn't think it was going to happen. So yeah, and, and, I mean, it is worth noting, Tampa has lost three game ones yes. in the playoffs yeah. so far. And and uh, I, I think that not a lot of – it's talked about – I mean, the, the amount that this is talked about in other sports, especially NFL, is outrageous, but playing at altitude – and you don't really talk about it in hockey as much, but people know it. Like it is, there is a major difference playing in uh, in Denver. So, yep. um, you know, we'll see. We'll see if uh, if Tampa can rebound and grab one. I mean, you, we know what they say. You know, you're not out of it until you lose at home. So exactly. Um, obviously, it was a fantastic game one. I thought Colorado was going to run away with it, man. It was I, it was yeah. three one, and and um, no, Tampa stuck with it. I mean, that block goal, that pass from Kucherov was just filthy. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, but Val Nichushkin can have in the playoffs of the. Yeah, he's playing awesome, man. Real. Yep. Second so, goal probably I, could have been stopped. I but. think Kadri is striving to come back, but it's his thumb on his top hand, so it's like it's tough. Know. With modern medicine, we'll see what happens with uh, with Nazem Kadri, but uh, it's definitely been exciting. Nate. So, what are, what are your predictions? Let's get man, into it. I, I want Colorado to win. Okay, I really, really do. Um, I think they're going to get it done. They, you know, even watching last night, they just strike me as a team where it's like, all right, we are. They refuse. Yeah, it's like, yep. listen, we, we're we're done with this losing stuff. Like we are, we're just coming 
And I, I think they're going to get it done. I want to say se- in seven. Okay. Because I, I th- you can't say it's not going to go deep. You know what I mean? Like oh, Tampa is going to. They're going to win some games. I feel like they'll probably win the next one. It could go 1-1-1-1 one, 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 one the whole way through. For sure. You know? I just hope that their goaltending is, 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 like, doesn't kill them. I hope it's just not their, you yeah. know, I would hate to see Colorado lose solely because, you know, Kemper was bad or, or that Frank Hughes guy comes in and, and wasn't playing well. So, honestly, I'm in the same boat. I would love to see Nathan McKinnon, Nova Scotia guy, grew up playing against the guy. I would love to see him have a cop. Yep. Like, that's, you know, obviously, you know, that's our only really attachment. And, and plus, too, I mean, you know, Tampa's had their glory. Like, let's yeah. let's give some of the greats of the game, um, exactly. you let's know, some, some rings. You know, McKinnon's been so great for a decade now. It's crazy to think that. Love to see Burkowski um, get a second one, too. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, Kyle McCarr getting a cup this early too. Oh, yeah! It's just he's going to go down as one of the greatest. And there's, I mean, there's an outside chance he wins Conn Smythe. Definitely, you know, yeah, a lot of chatter so, about it. So, yeah, I all shouldn't right. even say outside chance. There's a pretty inside chance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. been incredible. Yeah. Um, all right, Nate, and, and we're looking at it too. It is worth noting that McDavid's going to win the scoring race of the playoffs. Yeah, and I know. it won't even be close. It's ridiculous. Played <laughs> four games out of the third round, and it's 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 crazy, man. Yeah. Unless you get like McCarr, somebody going off, but yeah. like we said, I don't see him getting ten points in the final. It's no. gonna be it's gonna be a difficult task. So, all right, Nate, maybe. that'll conclude quarter two. Yeah, of episode forty six, episode David Krejci of uh, <laughs> of the, of the Daily Intermission podcast. So we're gonna move into the halftime show, and this is a new segment for everyone. Yeah, this is uh, Jersey Number Mathematics, popularly known on TikTok. If you follow the TikTok, you've seen this before. For sure. Uh, so basically, it's what a we challenge. Do, it's a, you're right. It's a challenge. You yeah. get one Jersey number wrong, you're screwed. Well, that's just it. You know. So basically, we're gonna ask each other uh, two players. So you have to think up what their Jersey number is, and then whether it's like, for, well, for an example, we'll say like Michael Jordan plus uh, Sidney Crosby. Yeah. You got to come up with a number. So not only are you got to get the Jersey number, but you got to get the. Uh, it would be 110 for all the. The folks back home. Yes. yes. Um, all right, Nate. Do you want me to start things off? Sure. All right. We're going Bobby Orr yeah. multiplied by Jalen Brown. Oh, shoot. Um, is that... Um, oh, boy. I'm going to say... I, I'll be honest. I'm struggling on Jalen Brown right now, but I think I've got it. Okay. I'm just trying to think the math up here. Uh, I'm going to say 28. You're correct. Okay. You're correct. Let's go. Yeah, four times seven. Okay. Yep. That uh, wow. I really didn't think I was going to get that one. To be honest with you. All right, we've got uh, for you, Greg, uh, Artemi Panarin. Okay. Plus Mika Zabinajad. Okay. So <laughs> Zabinajad has 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 slipped my mind because every time I look, I think he's ninety three, um, and Panarin. This is where it's going to get interesting. Is he eleven or is he thirteen? Um, gosh, you to decide. I think he's eleven, and I think I'm going to go with one hundred four. It's 103. He's number 10. Wow. Oh, that is so tough. You were so close, though. It's so hard, man. Oh. Because as soon as you get... Yeah, anyway. I think everyone's gathered the yeah. idea here if you're incorrect. But. All right, Nate. Yeah. We are going Vladimir Guerrero Jr. plus Al Horford. Okay. Um, okay, so we've got... I know Horford's 42. Yep. And Guerrero's 27. Yep. So now it's just my quick math here. So 40 plus 20 is 60. 62 plus 7. I'm going to say 69. That's correct. Okay. I'm, that's nice. That's two for two. Yeah, I'm hot here. Really good at math. Okay, uh, this one should probably be a layup. Okay. Cooper Cup, okay. subtract Xander Bogarts. Uh, eight. Yes. Okay. Nice. Okay. Yeah. I probably should have thrown in a multiplication on that one. You know what? You get yeah, a 10 and a... For sure. But you know what? That's done. And that's This might be greasy. Okay. Magic Johnson minus Alex Ovechkin. Um, okay. Um... 
I'm hoping and I'm thinking that Magic Johnson is 23 or 24. I could be completely wrong, but I'm just going to go out on a limb here and say 16. It was 24. Magic Johnson was 32. Okay. So not bad. So I mean, you I just did, had the I flip-flop. Did, yeah, I did the yeah. old classic, uh, you know, off. But. For sure. Okay. You know, that's two close. for three. Okay, this one also could be a bit grease. Okay. Juan Soto multiplied by Babe Ruth. I'm going to be completely honest with you, man. I don't know what, what number Juan Soto wears. Okay. You got um, Babe Ruth, though? I don't know what Babe Ruth. So I I'm, didn't either. So I'm going to go out on a limb and say Babe Ruth wore number one, and I'm going to go with one. Okay. Uh, it is 66. It's 22 multiplied by three. Babe Ruth was three. Juan okay. Soto was 22. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. What cool. number did you think Soto wore? I was thinking 33, 27. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I yeah. gotcha. All right. Yeah, I like yeah. it. Well, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I, I, what are you going to do? Well, I mean, that's just it. All right, Nate, Peyton Manning minus Tom Brady. Oh, shoot. Peyton Manning, dude. I'm thinking, <laughs> all I can think is Eli at 10. And I was like, well, I think it'll be minus two. Oh, no. No, no, no. Peyton Manning. Dude, I can't even think of his number right now. Um, I'm going to go with, um, oh, come on. Oh, wait, Peyton. Is it six? That is correct. 18 minus 12. Let's go. I'm a stick. Okay, you ready? Yep. Kale McCarr. Yep. Multiplied by Alexander Ovechkin. 64. Yes. Nice. Jackie Robinson multiplied by Kawhi Leonard. Oh, no. Um, is that 84? Correct. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Holy hell, man. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Okay, uh, last one for you. Jason Tatum. Plus Clay Thompson. So it's zero plus, I think Clay wears 11. 11. So you're going with 11? You're correct. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Jersey numbers are tough, man. Dude, that was, uh, I'll be completely honest with you there. Like, there was a few of those I was completely and utterly guessing on. Oh, for sure. How I got Peyton Manning, <laughs> I have no idea. That anyway, is awesome. That's good stuff. That is that's awesome. That's a fun segment, man. Oh, that is a good, good segment. Stuff. I'm sure it's really fun to listen along to, too. Yeah, for sure. It's, for a, sure. it's a real brain buster, for sure. So. Um, no, that was good stuff. Uh, but uh, that'll conclude the Halftime Show, Episode 46, Season 2 of the Deal Intermission Podcast. We're going to move right into Quarter 3, which is Major League Baseball. And we'll talk a little bit about the game we went to and the experience of being in a live ball game. So if you're ever in Toronto, I would recommend Nate and I paid $16 a piece for... MLB tickets, went to the flight deck, which is in the outfield of Toronto. You stand with a bunch of fans, you have a few pints, and you absolutely enjoy the game. They're not the greatest seats in the world. Tough to see. Tough, Tough to, to see. see. But, you know, I mean... For we, 16 bucks? Yeah, and I mean, you know, we were getting content. Exactly. So you know, it's like, are we going to go sit in the seats and leave the seats all the time? That's yeah. definitely the spot to be for that. And another thing, so. too, uh, Nate, is like... In this, in the position we were, you know, we had a few afternoon pines. We were there. I find baseball is a, uh, it's a challenging game to kind of be glued into for for the entirety of the. It's not for like sure. there's action always going on, you know. An at bat might be twelve pitches, and you're just kind of yeah. You're like oh yeah, another foul ball. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it. It's the slowest of the big four. Don't get me wrong. Still enjoy being there. Oh, and it yeah. was an absolute pumping. We saw oh, hits after hits after it hits. It was outrageous. Um, but uh, but Poor no. Mullins. Ball yeah. will go to left field. We gotta get there, Mullins. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So center fielder for the, the, the Orioles is still uh, 
still going to be tough. But Nate, what, like, what do you think? That, like, we were talking about that a bit in the crowd. Like, what, like, what is it like to be in the Baltimore Ravens room right or the Baltimore Orioles room right now? I don't know. That's what I was thinking. I mean, like, you look, you kind of break it down. And you're like, all right, this team's awful. <laughs> you know, it, yeah. the, the the upward trend doesn't appear to be coming relatively soon. No, I mean, it's. I'm not going to say it's a garbage city, but it's like got to be one of the worst cities that has an MLB team. You know, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I I mean, I've never been there and I don't really know. But yeah, I mean, in terms of like what you hear about Baltimore, I don't think it would be like a crazy good market to play in. I know the Ravens fans are amazing. It just doesn't seem like the actually the Orioles do have good attendance. Yeah, but they're just I just I was kind of thinking of it outside of like the the living uh, aspect, just the division that they're playing in. Like, I mean. Like what? Like how do you how do you compete? I mean, and it doesn't look like. I mean, the Yankees and Red Sox. It seems like will always be there, and then the Jays look like they've got a bright future of a five year run here, and yep. the Rays just seem to pull out you know miracle rabbits miracle out of there and play some money ball stuff, and are just in the running every year. So it's just been tough for the Ra- uh, for the Orioles, man. I just keep saying Ravens, two birds, and I'm mixing up. But no, it's you know what? It's, it'd be tough to be uh, an Oriole right now. But Cedric Mullins is one of the bright spots there, and he for absolutely sure. got it. Oh my! Uh, during we that game. Him up. We got to see Alec Manoa pitch yep. for the Blue Jays, and he's having such an amazing season. His Cy Young season, he's 8-1 with a 1.67 ERA. I mean, just truly incredible. The guy's got junk, and uh, the, the Jays have to be extremely happy with what they've got there. Something they're not extremely happy about is Hung Jay Ryu is done yes. for the season. So he signed a big deal, $80 million deal with the Blue Jays. Hasn't really panned out. You came in from the Dodgers to be kind of their guy, and... You know, hasn't really been great. So, um, you know, they're going to go without him, but they've got Gosman, they've got Manoa, they've got um, uh, uh, Kikuchi. Kikuchi. I, yeah, I'm not great on that From the Mariners. Either. Yeah. I think it's Kikuchi. I mean, um, I think they're going to be okay. I mean, Chicken strips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. stripling. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't think they're like in any dire needs immediately. No. You know, I think maybe trade deadline, you yeah, probably address it. For sure. You pick up somebody. There's yep. got to be somebody available for oh, sure. Oh, for sure. Like a four so, or five guy from somewhere. Yeah. Yep. So I think they'll be okay. And, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. It's a shame though. It sucks for a guy this early in the year too. It's like, you're done for the year. It's like, geez, man. And if it's Tommy John, I mean, yeah. we're looking at over a year. What is that? Like 16 months of recovery it's from a, a Tommy a, John. So it's a long time. Tommy John. Tommy John surgery. What How f- many surgeries in ba- Lou Gehrig's disease? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, uh, what's that? A- ALS, right? Okay. Yeah. 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 Is, uh, Lou yeah, yeah. disease. That's what everybody But the it. Tommy John surgery, like how many, I would, I would, I'd want to know how many pitchers a year get that done. Yeah. It, it like repairs like your forearm. Yeah. Yeah. All it's the muscles question. there. What would, what would be your guess? I would say two to three guys get it done yeah. here. It seems like, you know, maybe even more. So yeah, it could be a few outside. Tommy the- John. Who's Tommy John? I don't know. Let me just, uh, you know, that's another thing worth pulling up. Yeah, it is. Who is Tommy John and what is this guy's story? I mean, you're getting one of the famous pitcher. I mean, it's funny that quarterbacks never really get Tommy John, but. Yeah, um, that's fair enough, eh? Yeah, but I mean, they're not throwing 100 times a, I mean, they, they might, but a lot of them, they're not like heaters. Like you can, there's some finesse balls and anyway. So uh, the procedure was devised in 1974. By orthopedic surgeon Frank Jobe, an L.A. Dodgers team physician. Okay. Um, it is named after the first baseball player to undergo the surgery. Okay. Major League pitcher Tommy John. Okay. Uh, so who would have thought? Whose yep. record of 288 career victories ranked seventh among left-handed pitchers. Wow. 
The initial operation, John's successful post-surgery career, and the relationship between the two men is a subject for a 2013 ESPN 30 for 30. So that's probably worth checking out. Yeah, cool. Be completely honest. Tommy John. So um, that's that's it. You know, former pitcher in the league, lefty, got it done in... Tommy John. 1974? I believe that was right. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, he's... Uh, also, when I was pulling up that... Uh, what year do you think Babe Ruth was born? Uh, this is going to... In the 1800s? Yep. 1883. 1895. Wow. Another interesting fact I pulled up. This is, I just pulled up these things when I was looking at his, uh, trying to get his jersey number. Yeah, yeah. He was, uh, he ended up passing away due to cancer in 1946, I believe, but he was one of the first people ever, just due to his notoriety, to have um, the mixture of chemotherapy and like um, radiation. Or, yeah, radiation and, and like pills at the same time. Okay. So he was one of the first people ever to have that, which was. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's a fun fact for you. Yeah. Um, so, cool. Babe Ruth, what a vet, what a legend. Um, yeah. Man, the 2021 MLB champs, the Twins, or sorry, the Braves, not the Twins. <laughs> yeah. The tw- get the Twins on the mind. Uh, the Braves won 13 in a row, man. Heating they're up. absolutely heating up, heating man. Up. And uh, they're doing this all without, obviously, their first baseman, Freddie Freeman, who they absolutely dealt the wheels off of. But, yeah. you know, they got a good team, man. And, and uh, Alex Anthopoulos, I mean, he put together a great team here in Toronto when he left Atlanta. I mean, he's a... He's a nice architect, man, and I don't know if they've got, if they've got the uh, team to go back to back, but uh, but certainly thirteen games in a row is uh, is going to put you in a position to be in the playoffs. For sure, it's good to see Acuna Junior back too. Yes, last year for I sure. Mean, like, uh, you know they kind of, they pulled it off without him. Yeah, so I mean here we go. Ozzy Albie's a stud. Yeah. Um, I did want to mention Manny Machado. I mean, he's coming up frequently, like Aaron Judge. I mean, both guys have just had absolute monster seasons, but he's the 17th player in the history of the game uh, with 1,500 hits and 250 home runs before the age of 30. The Padres look good. He feels good. It feels like Tatis Jr. is right around the corner. And uh, and the Padres, man, I mean, they might make it a little noise. I mean, they're obviously playing in an absolute monster of a division. But yes. uh, Manny Machado. Manny. That's a guy, it's a jersey I'd mix in. Have I do my next uh, little run of him? Machado. Of Machado. Yeah. Have a Padres one. I think that would be great. Although it would be tough probably not to get it to tease. Yeah. You know. Yeah. He's got that like 15-year contract. You know, that jersey's safe and you're not losing the guy. So For sure. For um, sure. Yeah. I mean, in other news, the Yankees are still a f- fire wagon. Dude, their, their, their records is just, what, what is it, 46 and 16? Yeah. Yeah. Just I mean, unbelievable. Dude, Jays, Jays too. Like 30, they're having such a great year, dude. The Jays are thirty-seven and twenty-five, and I believe they nine are games back. Nine games back. Yeah, that is quick math right yeah. there, folks. Um, it's, so it's wild, man. It's just it's absolutely insane. And I did want to take. A, I have not paid a lot of attention to the Reds, and I you know I gave them a lot of heat here. I think they've been playing better. They've been doing fine. Yeah, they're. Uh, I mean, they're they're twenty-three and forty. I mean, this team started three and twenty-two. So so they've had a winning record since that. Since I called them dog water of the month. Yes, for sure. And it was fair. I mean, you know, if you have three wins in, in a month, I mean, or, in, you know, over a month, then they, they certainly were credited with that uh, with that name. But, uh, but Nate, that's going to conclude the MLB. We'll keep checking yep. in. Um, obviously, the marathon continues. The teams play every day. So if you're looking to bet on MLB, too, we'll be live on the line tomorrow uh, at noon or today, I should say. And, and uh, we'll be giving out some best bets. I'm assuming we'll both have an MLB bet to juice up. Uh, you'd be darn straight. Yeah. I might be looking at some chicken strips. Um Strikeouts tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's either Aaron Judge hitting a home run or Aaron Judge striking out three times. So I might, uh, I might get all over stripling tomorrow. We'll see what <laughs> happens here. The chicken strip master. Nate. We shall see. 
So we're going to move into quarter four. We're going to talk a little PGA Tour golf. And uh, and obviously, Roy McIlroy wins the Canadian Open. Uh, crowds loved it. Uh, he was an absolute monster. Uh, we were watching Justin Rose as well. Justin Rose had an opportunity. To, and just, Nate gave out Justin Rose as the best bet, which was just absolutely outrageous because he shot 60 on the final day. He should have shot 59. He went bogey on 16, birdie on 17, bogey on 18 to shoot 60. Um, three eagles. He holed out for eagle on the first hole. Three eagles in a round. Dude. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. By the way, I just want to mention too, I missed like a seven foot uphill eagle on 17 yesterday. I nearly threw my putter through a tree. Um, you say a seven foot uphill for eagle? Just left it to like, just below that red pin. Yeah. Uh, and on, uh, what hole was it? On 17. Oh, no way. Yeah. That would have been a, that would have paid. Probably would have paid. Probably would have um, paid. So obviously it wasn't feeling great, but it feels good to, like, to get a birdie. But the eagle is. Is what you're there for. And anyway. Yeah, I had a, uh, just to quickly touch on that too. I had one of the funniest, it was, I think you guys were teeing off on 18. We were going up uh, 14. Yep. I had one of the funniest seven wood shots of all time. I don't know. I got under it so much. The thing went 40 yards and probably a hundred yards in the air. Just complete pop up. And I was like, all right. Was it out of the rough? Uh, it was just kind of like buried down a bit. So it wasn't like great. And that, like, or maybe it was like elevated a little bit. I can't really remember, but. It wasn't really... Well, yeah, it was in the rough, just yeah. on the left side there. And I was yeah. like, okay, well, we're going to try this again. <laughs> and I got a green in almost regulation. The Heavenwood. Yeah. Uh, but now Rory had a big win. And now we've got the major, third major of the year. It's crazy to think that it's the third major already, and it's the mm. U.S. Open. And this is the big test. This is the core, of course, that, uh, that people... Uh, have nightmares over the rough is long the greens are lightning fast and the usga puts on an uh an absolute clinic here uh with the us open uh it's, it's held at uh at brookline uh it's called the country club which i just think is just sick um, that is sick yeah it's hosted just outside of boston at the country club and if you've ever seen the movie with uh, Shia LaBeouf, it's it's probably my favorite golf movie i know it's a cold take people love happy gilmore but mm-hmm. in terms of serious golf movies um uh, the greatest game ever played, and and uh, and, and LaBeouf plays as Francis. We met, and it's about a kid who lived across from um, the um, gosh the uh, the country club, and he ends up winning the U.S. Open uh, versus two absolute legends of the game. Um, but uh, but yeah, that movie, greatest game ever. It, it's hosted here at uh, Brooklyn. Tom Brady's a member. A lot of history here. Uh, we saw Colin Morikawa, Rory McIlroy are floating around the leaderboard right now. But uh, but Nate, who? Uh, who are your uh, one and done picks? My one and done is John Rahm. Okay, as is mine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just kind of had to. I yep. mean, he's looking to go back to back. Yep. Um, I just saw Rory go back to back. I got. I just got this hunch. I also yep. just don't have a whole lot in the pipeline. I don't <clears> think <throat> I would have taken Rahm honestly. I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I've, I I've feel been like using if I guys. Somebody else like available. I probably wouldn't have. But I've been using bullets, and and it just seems like this course, and it seems like the game of John Rahm is like. Enough to be like uh, like top twenty five worst comes worst. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like sure. he just seems like he's a safe guy with winning upside. Yeah, um, no so, doubt about it. Yeah. Um, how about uh, James Piot? How's he playing? He's one under. Okay, for the first round, amateur. Yeah, I believe yeah. so because he's in the. Well, he was in the. Remember we were looking at the feature, feature groups. Group, yeah. and it was, How's Stuart um, Hagestad doing? He's an amateur. Uh, that's gonna be a. He might be just go oh, very. I got him. He's uh, even. Oh, is he? Yeah, he was three under at one point. Oh, damn. Yeah. So, wow. who's uh, who's leading me right now? Uh, we have um, we have Callum Taren. Okay. Uh, he's three under. Yeah, British guy. Yeah, thirty-one years old from Radford. Straight out of uh, Radford. We got Lingmurth, who I've never heard of in second. David Lingmurth. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Swedish guy. Rory right there is also tied for first. Cool. 
Humming, humming. I think Rory's gonna. He might go back to back. That here. would be so sick. Man. I know. Be so sick. Rory, and and he's just been shoving it down the lives to her. It's like I don't want to hear about it. He's like, anyway, it's been amazing. I hope all the live guys just absolutely MC hammer too. Yeah. Well, it's. I mean, the, that thing is. It's, so weird. It's man. a bit of a joke. A bit. Yeah, it's a bit of a joke. It's such a joke. All right, Nate. Well, we've, we've missed a week. We're back in the mix. My fire wagon of this week, that'll conclude quarter four, by the way, but my fire wagon this week, it's Rory McIlroy, man. Winning back to back Canadian Opens. Love, just hyped up the fans in Canada. You know, he's just been playing such good golf. Winning the Canadian Open for back to back, obviously, there was a three year gap, but man, even just watching that guy, that guy is such a stud. Oh, he's such a swag machine oh. out there, man. It's unbelievable. That was actually going to be my fire wagon as well. I'll take them. Uh, well, I will, but I'll also mix in Cameron James Smith. Okay. My favorite golfer. Yeah. What an absolute beauty of a guy. Oh, yeah. Giving me the knuckles. Still haven't washed the hand. It's yeah. probably hard to see here, but this thing is completely dark. Yeah. Yeah, just haven't washed it. So a couple uh, stories from the Canadian Open. So the first day we get there on Saturday, we start following around Cam because he made the cut on the number. He wasn't playing that well. And uh, we're watching him. I think it was the eighth hole. Anyway, we're following him pretty closely just around the golf course. And he is in this hay. And he chips in. And it was the most outrageous chip in because when you're when you're looking at this rough, it's so long. And when you're playing on this fast of greens and the pin's like five feet away, you're like, man, like hopefully they can get it stopped like within like 10, 12 feet. And he just puts it in the hole. And it's yeah. like... Yes, yeah. Thanks, guys. I, I, I was some of the guys were asking like how fast the greens were there, and I was just like, I was pointing from like the the blue tees last night to like the reds. I was like, if they were hitting a putt like that, I was like, you'd literally just like, you know, just touch it. It looks it's like going. it's in slow motion because yeah. it's like a marble rolling on a floor. Yes. Like it just is just like it just doesn't stop. It's, it's so crazy. It's, I just try to figure how I would putt there, and it would be so bad but the good thing about it is it holds its line like i don't know if like if you have a putt on a line and it's slow it'll just die off or yeah. it'll just not get there i i just i like the that's true i i, I obviously i just I'm, this isn't a, a you know a, a shot at our home course i just wish the greens were a bit faster oh yeah yeah um but you uh having valley ones uh, I actually, I do like the speed of them. It's just the fact that the the architecture of them, like they're turtle backed, so it's yeah. like uh, so even if they when you get the to the speed. side of it, they just fall off into the into the rough. It's just yeah. yeah. Anyway, it's like a bunch of sevens. Uh, yeah, but like a turtle back, so it's like mm-hmm. yeah. Anyway, it's just Tough. outrageous. Oh, it's outrageous. Um, dog water of the week, Nate. I'm gonna stay in the golf world. It's gonna be Phil Mickelson. Uh, he's dead to me, and yeah. uh, I'm gonna leave it at that. Okay. Yeah, and Bryce and Shambo, the pair of them. Okay, I was gonna take. Jeez, I was gonna take the Shambo. Okay. You know, screw him. <laughs> no man. Like that, just to like, what was it? Like he came out and said he wasn't going. Yeah. Like some. Well, a bunch of guys did. They right? all pled their allegiance to the PGA Tour. And yeah. Then, and then just bailed. Yeah. DJ included. You know, it's a. I don't know, man. I don't know. It's a weird thing going on over there, and I don't know what the game. The what, what's the end goal over there? Like what? This seems more like now it's just a competition. Yep amongst them i honestly kind of wish the guys on the tour would just kind of like everyone would just stop paying attention like even speaking of it you know i mean i would just prefer like a no comment like don't even give them anything yeah it's a fascinating duel of two leagues that we haven't seen in a long long time and and uh we know where we stand so anyway that'll conclude episode 46 season two of the daily mission podcast we're back on monday listen everyone enjoy your weekends we appreciate you listening give it a a five-star rating go follow us on our socials we'll be back